Hello and welcome to the Oasis Church podcast. Wisdom is living well in this world. It doesn't mean that everything goes well for you. It it means that whatever life is throwing at you, being able to live well through that experience. For what could be more foolish or weak or despised than a crucified man? A man dying on a cross in disgrace. And yet 1 Corinthians says that Christ has become for us the wisdom of God. Thanks for joining us. Proverbs 3 verses 5 to 6 from the ESV translation. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Okay, good morning everyone. If you don't know me, my name's Adrian. A massive welcome to everyone in the room, whether you're downstairs or upstairs, very nice to see you, or whether you're joining us online, great to have you with us as well. Um, I do get the utter privilege of kind of continuing our series looking at uh, Proverbs, which we've been doing through the summer, we'll do to the end of September, which is God's desire to share wisdom in how we can live well, however well life is going. And that's what we've been looking at week on, week out, uh, when we've been gathering here. We've had other weeks during the summer where we've kind of had moments of just gathering together in parks and kind of hanging out, which has been really good. Um, And today I get the privilege of looking at these verses that reveal just God's desire and design of how we can live well within uncertainty, wisdom in uncertainty. That's what we're going to look at uh, in these moments. And I think it's really important to do that because as has already come through in terms of our worship gathering already of just those encouragements of actually there's stuff going on in the world that each and every one of us faces or will face uncertainty. It's like a common thread for us as humanity. It doesn't matter whether you've got loads of money in your bank account or feel like you've got nothing. The reality is every single one of us will face uncertainty, whether we feel we've got all the qualifications in the world or we feel like we're underqualified at everything, or whether we feel like we've got uh, how it's meant to look like in terms of family or relationships. It, It doesn't matter. Like, the reality is every single one of us will or is facing uncertainty. See, we're facing uncertainty in this moment On like a macro scale, on that big scale, you only have to look at the news to see the world that we live in and the uncertainty that's there. There's uncertainty and questions about how come we've just had like the hottest summer on record. Like, like what's that going on about? Like, there's questions in terms of the environment and the impact we as humans have on it. There's questions of uncertainty in terms of the economy. And so there's Decisions being made this weekend, which may be someone in this room or a few people in this room have managed to vote to kind of have a say in it, that will mean that tomorrow we'll know who's going to be the leader of this country. And in it, part of what they've got to try and navigate is the uncertainty we're facing in respect to our economy. Uh, you have to just look back over the last week and it seems to like be increasing in volume every week of the want to live with uncertainty in terms of fuel, the lack of, and the price of. 
And so you live and you think, wow, this is like uncertainty on this big scale. But it's also we can find it on the micro, on the personal scale as well. Those moments of uncertainty, of decisions we have to make, of what are we going to do with our time? Like, what do we do in terms of our employment? What do we do with our money? Like, those moments of uncertainty of not only what we do, but like, like where do we live? Like, I think the pandemic just threw everything up in the air where suddenly it was like, hey, I, I always loved being in a city, but hey, man, there's a cost to a city. If you live in a village, it's a different deal. And so it's like, like where do I live? Like, there's a reality of things that go on in us as individuals where suddenly we find ourselves facing uncertainty. Maybe it's in terms of our health. We've suddenly found out that a result that's come through and we're living thinking the uncertainty of my health. What do I do with this? Or maybe it's just that moment of crisis, that unplanned thing that kind of sweeps in. And we find ourselves spinning thinking like, what on earth is going on? I didn't expect life to go this way. You see, uncertainty is a reality. And God understands that. God understands that within this world that's broken from its original design, there is uncertainty. And God doesn't leave us in the uncertainty, but rather longs to come and give us wisdom in order that we can live well within uncertainty. And that's what this proverb is all about. And in it, in Proverbs 3, verses 5 to 6, it kind of spells out then, how do we live well within uncertainty? And to help us do that, I just want to give us three words that will feel very familiar uh, to those of us in Oasis. Uh, Three words, I think, move and work within the framework of this word of wisdom from God. And why I'm going to use those three words is because it isn't about what we remember from today or what we know or think, oh, that was informative. It's actually about as we encounter uncertainty, we realize, oh, there's this wisdom that God has for me in this moment. So the three words, for those of you who are regulars, you know what they're going to be, but for those of you who aren't, I'll say them anyway, is pause, it's center, and continue. You see, if we start off with pause, the invitation to live well within uncertainty starts with pause. In verse 5, Uh, The writer of Proverbs says, do not lean on your own understanding. See, there comes a point where you have to pause within the uncertainty and face up to the reality of what's going on. Like, recognize the reality. Like, we can bury our heads, we can switch off the news, we can pretend nothing's happening... But that gets us so far. We can think in terms of our own lives. Oh no, if I just carry on, it will be okay. But the writer of Proverbs, God's wisdom coming through is, no, no, recognize the reality. Like why do I spell out at the beginning the reality that we all face, uh, this sense of uncertainty? Well, because we just have to speak it out sometimes. We have to recognize the reality that we are facing uncertainty. And that may be through speaking it out, maybe in respect to just writing it down. And it's so important in those moments to pause in our lives, which means we literally stop doing what we're doing to say, actually, there is uncertainty that I'm living with. And this is what it is. But it isn't just simply that we recognize the reality. It's also that we recognize that there's a remedy. That's what the proverb is saying. There's a remedy there. There's a a remedy of what you do within the uncertainty. And firstly, it's in what you don't do, is that you 
Don't look within. Don't lean on your own understanding. As you face uncertainty, it isn't that you're gonna try and think yourself or your way out of this. I don't know if you do that. I, I do that. Like I hit reality, the reality of the uncertainty that I'm facing and then just spiral inwards to thinking, okay, what am I gonna do about this? And the uncomfortable truth is that the more and more I look within, the more uncertain it all seems to become. See, it's like, I don't know if you've ever done one of those trust games. You know where um, you stand with your back to a group of people and then you're going to trust, leaning into them. Like what the writer of Proverbs is saying, it's like you do this, you face uncertainty, but you don't actually have anyone behind you. You just think, I know, I can do this and just fall back. Imagine you me doing that. Like now, I'm not going to do it because it would hurt. But I'm just there and I say, I know, it's uncertain, I'll fall back and I'll catch myself. At that point, either I have been working out on my abs for the entire summer, and I'm about to something, do something quite miraculous, but as you can tell, that hasn't happened. And so it's not gonna, I'm just gonna hit the floor, and you're gonna think, that was dumb. Like, why did you do that? Like, all that's caused is just pain. And yet, how many times do I face, like, uncertainty and do exactly that. I find myself looking within, saying, May I, maybe I can think my way out of this. Maybe I've got the way. And what I find is that as I live like that, it causes me not to just literally fall flat on the floor, but often just to live with this heightened sense of anxiety. An anxiety of the what-ifs. Like as I try to make my way through the uncertainty and I'm just continually thinking of every other what if of the uncertainty. Or maybe it's not just the anxiety, it kind of feeds into this sense and deep sense of growing sense of unrest. Where I just feel and it permeates every area of my life that this thing, one thing that I felt uncertain about suddenly infects everything else. Like every relationship, every like moment of my day, it's just there ticking away in the background of this growing sense of unrest where I kind of believe that if I can get to that point, that moment there in the future somewhere, actually suddenly I'll find that sense of rest that I've been looking for. But the uncomfortable reality I've discovered is that once I get near that point, it seems to move to become something different. So I have this sense of anxiety or unrest or, if I'm honest, it then gets to this point of despair. I'm just thinking, man, with this uncertainty, I can't see a way out. I don't know if you know that's kind of what's happening as you watch your news feeds, as you look at social media. It's this deep sense of growing uncertainty with no answer and remedy, which leads to despair. But God's wisdom is to live well within uncertainty. is isn't to leave us in a place of anxiety, unrest, and that deep sense of despair. Rather, it says, the proverb says, like, don't look within. Don't lean on your own understanding. No, what, do what? Look from without. Look outside of yourself. Like, going back to that trust game, it works, doesn't it? That if I fall back, I realize I ask a group of people to be there to catch me. Suddenly, that's a different deal. I say, like, oh yeah, I'm going to get caught. And I write a proverb, says, like, in the same way, 
Like as you face uncertainty, look not just to something, but to someone else, to God. Look to God with the whole of yourself, which is gets us from the pause. So he paused saying, hey, I am facing uncertainty. And within this uncertainty, I need to recognize a remedy. And the remedy isn't within me, it's outside of me, and it's God, which gets us on to centering. Where the writer says this, trust in the Lord with all your heart. In other words, put the whole of your trust in who God is. I don't kind of hedge your bets. Don't go like, okay, God, I'm going to trust you with this bit. But I'm kind of like banking some other stuff here. And like the heart, what he's talking about there is the very core of our being. And saying with the whole of who I am, I now put my trust, my confidence in who God is as I face this uncertainty. Like, what does that mean, though? Like, it sounds good, doesn't it? Okay, yeah, yeah I'll do that. I center myself on God. I, I put everything of myself on him. Well, I'd say in centering on God, it means that we remember who God is. That's what we firstly do. We have to remember who God is. That's what I have to go through of thinking, right, I'm not going to look within. I'm looking outside of myself to you, God, and I need to remember who you are. And who you are is a loving father. I have to remind myself of that. God is a loving father. Like Jesus, whilst on earth, went to lengths to cause his friends, his disciples, and everyone else who would follow him from that point on to understand that God is a loving father. So much so that he says, hey, I've got this framework of a prayer that you could pray. You can read it in Matthew chapter six. And he says, actually, how you start that prayer off when you're gonna get to a point of praying for your daily needs, your daily bread, is you start not from that place, but from this place, our Father. Like, just as the Son has eternally known the Father, he says, now come and share in this relationship. This is how you approach God, one who is a Father, one who is a loving Father. He later goes on in Matthew chapter 6, you can see it at the end, where he says, oh, this loving Father, oh, he loves to protect and provide for you. In actual fact, don't worry about what you need because he knows that. And he longs to look after you in that. So you come to this loving father who knows us, who longs to protect us, longs to provide for us, and is also one who's seeking our good. In Romans 8, verse 28, it says that God is continuously, the Father is continuously seeking to work all things for our good. Like sometimes we don't realize how. It's only like retrospectively, you look back and you realize, oh God, you're working in between all of these things in order that your goodness would shine out. That moment that felt so dark didn't take away the darkness, but I got to encounter your goodness, even that place. So if a father who's loving towards us, longing to provide for us, longing to protect us, one who's seeking our best and our good. We remember not only that God is a loving father, God is also a faithful friend. See, Jesus came in order that we would be his friends. And in order, in his friendship, as John 10, 10 says, that he would come to give us life in full. 
A life in full, regardless of uncertainty, regardless of circumstances. That Jesus comes not only to give us a life in full, but also a promise. That whatever uncertainty comes our way, he will not forsake or leave us. Matthew 28, 20. That Jesus is a faithful friend. He's going nowhere. However much we stray, however much we feel we've been unfaithful, he goes nowhere. Like for some of us, we just know in this moment that when I talked about hey, uncertainty and that moment where you feel like um, you're looking within and all it's led to is that place of anxiety, of restlessness and despair, we, we just recognize, man, that's where I'm at. If we're honest, we're saying as we continuously see more and more uncertainty, we're just left in that place. And the good news for us today is that Jesus longs to meet us here because he's been waiting for this moment. He's not waiting to say, hey, you're meant to look to me. Like, don't you know this? No, he's waiting to say, I've been longing to meet with you in order that he can come and encounter you, in order that you'd know that he understands how you're doing in the uncertainty. Longs to come and meet you within the uncertainty and to draw you out in order that you know you're not the answer he is. And there'll be a moment later where we'll get to encounter him and he'll come and meet with you. As I know, he continuously comes to meet with me. But not only is God a loving father, a faithful friend, he's also a present comforter. See, the Holy Spirit longs to come and bring comfort to you and to me. It's what Jesus said in John 14, 16, that the Holy Spirit would come to be our comforter, to be one who comes and literally draws alongside us to know, allow us to know that we're not alone, that he is with us. But he's also the Holy Spirit who longs to lead us, lead us into more of that life in full that Jesus has promised. It's not like we're kind of the blind leading the blind. No, the, the Holy Spirit is longing to guide you and I through moments of uncertainty, through more of the life that Jesus has for us. And so we center by remembering the wonder of who God is, loving father, faithful friend, present comforter. But we also relinquish control. That's what you do when you center. You suddenly say, at the center of who I am is you, God. In all your goodness, in all your unfailing love, you're at the center, not me. I relinquish control. Your way, not my way. How you define this moment, not how I define this moment. That's easy to say, isn't it? Oh, you know, we bang around, don't we? Pause, center, continue. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do that. Now, centering is one of the hardest things to do as human beings because we love to have our own rights. And at the center is saying, I relinquish my rights and allow you, Jesus, to define everything about who I am. But we do it because of how good the one is we're looking to put at the center. You see, that invitation to say, Jesus, you be there. Father, you come and saturate my life. Spirit, you come and be present with me. Is this invitation to say, God, I need you. See, when that moment where I say, God, I'm putting you at the center, I'm trusting you, I therefore get to say, you define me, not my circumstances. Man, breathe that in. Like, 
When I read like, oh, my energy bill might double. I don't know about you, my, my energy bill is pretty high and it might double. And then I think, but this doesn't define you. You do. Your unfailing love defines me. God, you are with me in my uncertainty. Like, isn't that enough? Like, I, I will convince you, because I'm not feeling you are convinced. Like, we're never alone. Like Psalm 139, I don't know if you read that much, but I often go back to it because it says, whether I'm at the highest point of the mountain, feeling like, look at me, acing life. Or the darkest point of a cave where there is no light. God is as present in both. He never forsakes. He never leaves. Wow. <laughs> That's good news. Well, I, I think it is. How do I get to, you see, this is the other thing. As I center on it, it isn't just what it's doing for me. It then allows me to then see my uncertainty differently. See, how do I get to reveal more of who you are within my uncertainty, God? Like, how good's that? Suddenly I'm reframing it. Like, how do I get to cause others to see the wonder of who you are, God, as I face uncertainty? And then I get to say, like, where are you working within my uncertainty? Have you ever done that? Like, that suddenly turns the whole thing on its head. Like, wow, God, where are you working in this moment? Like, Luce and I had this moment last uh, Saturday. We were on an epic journey. I won't go into the boring details, but 24 hours to get from Birmingham to Bournemouth. Um, that's a story. But anyway, we get to part of that journey, which is our car completely breaks down. And, and in it, what happened was two different results. And I felt impacted by Lucy's result. You see, in that moment where our car breaks down, I'm like, oh no, what are we going to do? How's it going to work out? Whereas Lucy looked and saw God at work in the uncertainty. She looked and saw that where we broke down was at a point where we could turn off before getting onto a motorway. We're in this quiet cul-de-sac, could wait gently and quietly whilst the RAC came to rescue us. That we had mobile phones with data on it, which meant that we could then find somewhere to stay and could find our way home. That we had money that we could use to kind of get to trains to allow us to get to Birmingham, Bournemouth. And it was these moments. And as Lucy's way of looking at it, I felt totally challenged of realizing in this moment, as we faced uncertainty, she was the one who is seeing, God, where are you? I was the one saying, oh no, what do I do? Because we're all projects on this. Like as we face uncertainty, it like draws, it squeezes us to say, actually, where are we, what are we doing with this? And it's in that moment we then get to see the wonder of, oh God, this is what you're doing, which then totally reframes everything of what you then encounter, which is what it did for me. Utterly reframed that 24 hours in order that I could look back on it both as a comedy of errors and also of just this faithful picture of God working with us, God present with us. But you see, we don't only pause center, we also then get to continue. In verse six, it says, he will make straight your paths. 
See, when we rely on ourselves, when we lean on our own understanding, it immobilizes us. It immobilizes us to basically just be stationary as we're filled with anxiety, unrest, and despair. When we seek to give, center the whole of our being on who God is, as we face the uncertainty, it causes us to be released into movement. It liberates us. Like suddenly, it doesn't mean that it's not uncertain, the future. It means that we can keep moving regardless of the uncertainty. See, what the promise here is, it means that God works things out. And if you see that, it says he'll smooth the paths. God will work in us and through us to make a way. Now, here's, here's the thing that this means, which is wonderful. It means often that in those uncertainty moments, it isn't that we're trying to define, like, what's the path? Like, what, what, which one is it? There's this beauty of as we move forward, God promises to go with us, smoothing the path ahead of us. Wow! Like, is that good? Here's what it doesn't mean, though. It doesn't mean that that path is going to necessarily look like the one you think it should look like. Because that means we've not relinquished control. Uncertainty, as we face uncertainty, it doesn't mean, God, I trust you. I step into the path that you've got for me. No, you're going to make it smooth because I know what the smooth path's going to look like. Energy's going to be fine. The world will be at peace. Nothing will ever happen to my health. It will all be fine. That's not what's promised. And the promise is, God makes it smooth by continuously being with us, continuously working in us, and continuously working through us. I tell you what, that's good news. Because what this does is, as we seek to understand this way of living within uncertainty of pausing, centering, and continuing, it's this invitation to continuously live like this. To daily come and say, what does it mean to pause within the uncertainty? Am I then centering on who you are, God? And then moving away, continuing on this point, understanding that you go with me, smoothing my paths, and I trust you with it. As I tell you what it does, is it liberates us. It causes us to breathe. It causes us to know this life and light within our lives. But here's what I think it will do over this coming season. That's a very Christian word, isn't it? It's an unspecified period of time because I don't want to call it. Here's what it's going to do. is in a world where it just feels, it looks like it's getting darker. A bunch of people who can navigate uncertainty start to shine. Start to be people who others notice and breathe in the oxygen that they're breathing. See, I believe that for us to live well with uncertainty isn't about us in this room, ultimately. I think it's about a whole world out there that know nothing about this. And we get this amazing opportunity to call others to come and know that when everything feels uncertain, where everything is uncertain, Jesus is enough. Like, wow. And that isn't that we have to go around like saying, hey, can I tell you about Jesus? You know, it, it, it like takes the pressure off. It's like, no, no, I'm just gonna live 
like this. Pausing, centering, continuing. And as I do, I get to model and share that with everyone else I rub shoulders with. That's liberating. I think what would be good to do is just therefore turn to God. Invite Andy and the band back. And we're just going to turn and just center ourselves back on God. And as we've done that, I then want to just pray for us. Pray for us that we would know God coming to meet us within uncertainty. I recognize for some of us we'll think, I've just come just hanging in there. Just I hear stuff and I'm just like, I, you know, I'm anxious. I'm feeling unrest. I'm feeling despair. And God longs to come and meet with us. I just want to encourage us where we are. But we've just sung just the wonderful truth. God's a rock that's always enough. An anchor that means we'll never be shaken. It's about him, not about us. And um, I do want to just pray for two groups. First, I just want to pray for some of us where we just know, maybe we're online, maybe we're in the room, and we just know what it is, that with the uncertainty, if we're honest, we just know there's a reality we're living with where we've just been looking within and we've just found ourselves with that sense of anxiety. Maybe that's that sense of unrest uh, and despair. And I just want to encourage you just where you are. I just want you to come and don't worry about anyone else. Like Jesus has been waiting for this moment. Like for me, it was like um, in an industrial estate in uh, some place that I can't even remember it was, near Oxford. And just in that moment of just knowing Jesus graciously come to me and say, I reframe your uncertainty. That's what it was. 10 o'clock last Saturday night. For you, it's this moment. And just what I'm asking you to do is just put your hands out and say, as you put your hands out, just imagine in there is the, that stuff that you're feeling that sense of uncertainty about. The anxiety. The unrest, the despair. What you need to do is just imagine, just say with me, just say, Jesus, I give you this unrest. And I want you to say, Jesus, I receive your peace. And I want to say, Jesus, I give you this anxiety. And say, Jesus, I put my trust in you. And for some of us, it's Jesus. I give you this despair. And for us, I'd say, receive and breathe in his hope. Jesus, I thank you for your presence here. I thank you that you're longing to meet with every individual. Jesus, you know, for some of us, we are just hanging on in there where it just feels like uncertainty is killing us. And Jesus, we recognize that in this moment, it was never us, it never has been. We were never enough. We need you. I pray, come and meet with us. Holy Spirit, I thank you that your presence is here, that you're drawing alongside different ones of us. 
I just pray, would you come and would you meet us with your tenderness? Yeah, Holy Spirit. Just for some of you, you're going to need others to draw alongside you and just pray for you. And we'll, we'll continue to do that in a moment. And I just want to pray for all of us, actually. Like, if you're a follower of Jesus here, I feel like there's a commissioning of how we navigate these coming days, weeks, months, years of just knowing there's this way we live that is light and life to others by how we navigate uncertainty. So Jesus, I pray for us, would we navigate this differently? I pray, God, as we just learn to live, pausing, centering, continuing, that it would cause us to be life and light to those we come into contact with. We just see the world around us. We, we can think of friends, family members. We can think of neighbors, people we bump into in our workplace or our streets and just the uncertainty that is ruining them. And Jesus, we just say, we realize we've got the keys to eternal life, the keys to life. And we just pray, would we be those who just live with liberty, of just sharing what we know, saying we haven't got this sorted, but what we've got, we share, which is you, Jesus. We pray for a lightness in this living that way. Amen.